Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You get your favorite shows. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Keith Murphy. This is a big, hairy American winning machine. And he fails. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. I'll talk to you later. It's your Powered by AD. British Young Cinderella. On 1460 KXNO. And now 106.3 FM. Hour one of the Murph and Andy show. Welcome to Tuesday alongside Scott Sipker, who's in for Andy today. Andy is a vacation. I had it wrong. He is not vacationing in Mason City. Clear Lake? uh, No, it's not... uh, it's not Clear Lake either. He is in Waterloo. Oh, he went to the um, uh, wrestling museum there. Maybe is it still there? Yeah, yeah. Dan Gable's, uh, you know, home stomping grounds there. Hoodoo Guru Scott Sipker with us. How you doing today, AD? Doing well. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Kirk Ferentz turned sixty-eight today. Well, happy birthday, Coach. Yeah, happy happy birthday, Coach. He, uh, you know, what you could see at Big Ten Media Days this week is is the 68-year-old Kirk Ferentz, who is kind of moving into that space of, I'll say what I feel like. I don't care. Yeah, at this What point, are you going to do? Yeah, he's, Fire me and pay me through 2030? Yeah, he's, he, uh, he definitely, what, he's the longest-serving coach in college. By six years. Wow. In FBS. Yeah, so, six years. I mean, yeah, Mike Gundy second. When you are the dean of college football coaches, I, I suppose that gives you some clout. It should. Yeah. It should, yeah. He said he's been at that job for 25 years. All right, let's get to the one at one on a somewhat busy Tuesday as we begin the August. One at one. One point one. With Murph and Andy, powered by Kaberski Brothers Lawn Care. The United States and Portugal played to a surprising World Cup draw. This was in, in kind of the no man's land time, too. It's uh, Australia and New Zealand, the Women's World Cup. So. 2 a.m. is really too late to stay up and too early to get up. I mean, it's it's for most people that's right there in that dead zone. And when you got started, when you saw the the matches come out, the times you were like, "Well, this game, this third one, America should already pretty much have clinched going into the next round. Maybe even have clinched the entire group." And that was wrong. Turns out that's wrong. Yeah, number one seed, but that that was wrong. And uh, for those who immediately feel like, well, who's watching this? Well, a lot of people. The USA Netherlands is the most watched sports telecast by far, by nearly triple of the week, with uh, six and a half million people watching. Coming in second was Major League Baseball Saturday on Fox with two point six million. Uh, then third is the NASCAR Cup. Fourth would be PGA Final Round on CBS. 
And then you have the Yankees and Orioles. So this is being watched and by a lot of people compared to the other sports broadcasts out there. But it did not go well in the middle of the night for the United States. The United States played to a surprising draw. And in the 91st minute of this game, the U.S. is nearly sent home. He does pass ahead. Headed forward. Look out there. A break. A shot off the post. That's incredible. That was incredible. Uh, Portugal hits the post. And uh, the the United States with one five points total, one win, two ties in the three games. Nearly, I mean, that's how close that that was against Portugal, a team that has never beaten uh, the United States. So the post makes the play of the game for Team USA. Former star and two-time World Cup champion Carly Lloyd did not hold back in her post-game uh, sports analysis for Fox. The player of the match was that post. You're lucky to not be going home right now. Yeah, she was uh, really the the head coach, Vladko Andonovsky, Sure, I believe. She was pretty critical of him. It's the first time, Scott, the United States has won only one group game, and the U.S. finishes Group E, as I said, with five points. That's the lowest group stage total ever. Yeah, there's no doubt that the rest of the world is catching up with us. And that sh- that should be mentioned, because that, that, that is. is true. This is also a team in transition. It's gone from the old, like Carly Lloyd was a great player. She's retired. 15-plus years. Uh Megan Rapino coming off the bench now. There's this is this is a transitioning to a very young team. By the average age, probably went down double digits. It, it's been a lot, and this is great for the future. Uh, but of course, we're in the present moment with this World Cup, and America is still supposed to be the favorite. I don't know if you want to still say that they are, but man, this was uh, just a surprising result. Now, I, I will say. If we remember back, Argentina with Lionel Messi lost to, was it Saudi Arabia in the first? Uh, or it's, I think, it, yeah, maybe it was them. Some team they shouldn't have lost to in the very first game of the team uh, of the Men's World Cup. And then, of course, they went on to win hmm. the World Cup. So they did ultimately achieve their first goal, which is to advance to the knockout rounds. They are still, they still obviously have the chance to to win it all, uh, but it, it is a harder road now. Yeah, it, it it is, and I I don't know enough about soccer to give some in depth analysis of what I saw. It it appeared kind of lackluster, but I'm I, I can't speak to the tactics. I I've seen from people who do know soccer, football as it's known everywhere else, that. We need to reconsider the strategy that's being used, that uh, this is not the right tactical approach with these players, that we need to go deeper on the bench, all of those things. I couldn't speak to that. I could say what I saw looked lackluster, but that doesn't mean people aren't trying. Uh, Lloyd was even more critical of U.S. players post-game because they were... They were dancing and celebrating. They were also posing for selfies with fans and doing autographs and you know smiling at fans. But they also did do some dancing in the middle of the field. And uh, here was what she had to say about that. If these are not the images we should be expecting to see from a team that survived 
Portugal and survive to get to the round of 16. What? I, I appreciate them taking care of the fans, but let me tell you, Carly Lloyd's butt would be back in the locker room kicking things, I have, throwing things. I have never witnessed, and just seeing these images for the first time right now on the desk, I have never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing, to be smiling. The player of the match was that post. You're lucky to not be going home right now. Man, uh, first of all, welcome to World Cup analysis, uh, Carly Lloyd, that is, that is not apologetic to your former teammates or too careful or she's clearly not scared to criticize or hesitant to criticize so that's good that's going to make her a a, a good analyst a, a trustworthy one a trustworthy one it'll it'll make her some enemies in the locker room players don't like they feel like there's this code and that you you probably shouldn't give that kind of analysis she also knows these players obviously being teammates with with some of them for so long and knowing all of the players i'm sure she's obviously wants them to win uh, e- even in her role as a as a commentator, my guess is that she also knows that she, these words need to make it into that locker room. Could be, yes, it could be. You're right, Scott. It could be motivation. It they will the words you can bet did make it. The coach has already come out strongly with a rebuke about her words. So yes, they are getting into the locker room, and it does seem like maybe a flame needs to be lit under this team, and maybe this is it. We, we have a quickie poll based on the, the celebration and the quickie polls presented by WCI Pools and Spas. I, I think there's room, as I do with most things, for maybe some nuance here instead of the, the black and white answer, but uh, go ahead, AD. Do you have a problem with the U.S. women's national team celebrating after the 0-0 draw, nil-nil, uh, against Portugal that advanced the U.S. to the knockout round, yes or no? <sighs> I'm more yes than no on this, but I, it doesn't. I mean, I, it, it doesn't insult me or enrage me or make me feel like, you know, do they not understand this is a disappointing effort or anything? I think part of it is they're playing up to the fans, which they should do. These fans have gone halfway around the world to cheer the United States. Carly Lloyd is right when she says, or whoever, whoever the the man was talking somebody said something about yeah make the fans happy acknowledge them you do need to do that the point of like dancing and laughing i know it's not a loss but still it was a a really disappointing effort and it did come really close to being a shocker i don't i don't think the celebratory dance quite strikes the right tone but i'm not there there are bigger things to worry about absolutely the this just come down to a matter of preference. Are are you somebody who is a a Kobe Bryant philosophy? Because if this happened to a Kobe Bryant team in whatever sport you want to say, and he saw some of his teammates doing that, that's not happening. Now, if you're another team, if you're Portugal, this is a celebratory moment to tie with the almighty Americans. That's true. I mean, yeah. what they are not a great team. Not Everything is relative. Yes, but for for us, we're the best. We are the best, and we we should be winning the group stage. Two time defending champs, number one, most successful team in the world, team in the history of. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Women's World Cup. Uh, but, you know, you want people to celebrate the happy times. I'm just not so sure that this is... One of those happy times. There's definitely nuance here. I'm more no than than yes. I, I don't really have a big problem with this, uh, partially because they did accomplish something. And even though it's something we all expected them to accomplish, and it would be a shock if they hadn't accomplished, they did advance to the knockout round. Uh, they understand what's at stake now against probably Sweden on Sunday, and that they're going to have to play a lot better than they have these last couple of games to three-peat as World Cup champions. Um, I think the stuff with the fans is certainly completely understandable. I mean, if people Absolutely. have traveled to Australia yeah. to watch you play, you're not going to take bummed out selfies with them just because you you tied with Portugal. Also, I've been it's been hammered into my head for 30 years that ties are a part of soccer and they're not a bad part of soccer. Right? Uh, a tie can be as good as a win in in some ways, and for the Americans, it really it really kind of was. I think they have a tougher game now in the next round because they didn't win the group stage, if I understand it correctly. Um, so it's not an out-and-out celebration, but I do think they accomplished something. They advanced. Uh, a tie is okay. It's not what they wanted. But, yeah, I don't have a huge problem with this. I'm, I'm cool that Carly Lloyd does, and I hope it gets into that locker room. And I'm, sh- I'm confident that they all understand the situation moving forward. Uh, but sitting over here, I, I don't have a problem with it. Those fans, the fans especially, that shouldn't be a problem to anybody because the, the United States fans are making this tournament uh, much more than it would be without them. The other, no other country has more than ten thousand fans there. E- even Europe, uh, part, and there's reasons for that. It's where it is, and it's so hard to get there, and it's expensive. But a lot of it is what you said, Scott. It's just the the world has not caught up. They're catching up, but many many countries haven't had women playing soccer very long. So they're they are catching up, and that's part of the huge discrepancy in money made which is you know part of part of the pushback that some of the women received when they're like the why why aren't we we should be making with the men's team we're more accomplished we uh we we're winning world cups we're the best team in the world the united states men's team is not that yeah but the men's team is part of a six billion dollar industry they're one of the the marquee teams of attracting an audience for being in the six billion the the women's the women's as good as they are they're still in a world cup that is generating a couple hundred million dollars and, there's and, a huge difference there yeah and and it's cool to see the women's game continue to grow it is growing i mean we're how we're spending 10 minutes opening the show talking about yeah, this yeah, that's good that's point. awesome and and that's just going to lead to more and more economic gain i don't mean just the talk on the murphy and Andy show although you should be connected with the murphy and Andy show cuz it's the greatest show in the history of the world i would say especially the podcast we'll get that's a that's a promo that's a promo it's a modest but uh, it's uh it it is cool to see that we're at this moment that people have sports-based passionate opinions about this team of course we there are the those political opinions and all that stuff i'm talking about just being passionate about what's going on the pitch that is that is really cool to see to me 
it'd be Sunday against likely Sweden. So that would be one against three, United States being one. And I believe, A.D., this would be at 4 a.m.? Yes. Oh, my gosh. 4 a.m. Central. Yeah. <laughs> 4 a.m., a knockout game at 4 a.m. That is more of a get-up early. Although on Sunday, do you want to get up at 4 a.m.? I don't think very many people are. Um, Murph and Andy oh, show. I'd still be up at 4 a.m. on 106.3 kicks. And oh, yeah, you'd just relive your glory days. Yeah. Hinterland you this weekend, right? Just oh, stay that's up. right. Oh, jeez. Oh, that, yeah. You're, I might still be up at 4 a.m. <laughs> you on are. You're at Hinterland. <laughs> I'll be that's in a tent. Right. Jeez, I'd be up if I was in a tent. Tommy Tuberville, Republican from Alabama, and Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, are attempting to shoehorn a provision in a bill to prevent athletes from freely transferring in their first three years of college. Now, as many have pointed out, the hypocrisy here for Tuberville in particular is just absolutely startling. This is a man who was at a dinner one time and and got up, excused himself, left the dinner, and went and took a job somewhere else and was not in the, in that job for three years. So just to just to have the balls to have been that guy and to now try to restrict other players from moving, but I I I think that what's lost here, Scott, is just it's the it's the shiny object. We're we're looking at the wrong thing. College athletics, as we're seeing at Iowa and Iowa State and other places, the NIL is going to be okay. Caitlin Clark with the NIL, Cade McNamara NIL, the the Texas A and M spent all that money on NIL, and they're a bad football team. The market will correct itself on the NIL and the transfer portal. I miss the days before the transfer portal, but I understand it. You can't have Tommy Tuberville leaving a dinner, leaving in the middle of dinner to go accept a job somewhere else, and not even come back and say goodbye to the people he's having dinner with as a coach skate on his contract and all the promises he's made to people behind as hundreds of other coaches have done before him and after him you can't have that and then tell the players that they can't transfer you can't have other students at colleges transferring at will and tell student athletes they can't so this is not the threat the threat is realignment the threat is letting money decide everything when it comes to how these conferences are constructed and if we're going to involve the government, and I don't think we should, that's what needs. That's what they need to get some kind of plan together before this all just blows itself up with money grabs. I'm not sure that the old establishment, if you want to call that that, or the previous establishment, or whatever term you want to use for the the decision makers, is. It, it, the what's going on here is they want to change this rule because it doesn't really affect the money that goes to the establishment. It gives the establishment some more control, and it lets people like Tommy Tuberville still continue to operate uh, as he did, which is move around if you're a coach, but not you're just taking away from the workforce, taking away an ability for them to transfer. If they really wanted to solve the problems of college football or college sports in general if you just stick with football it's not about forcing them to not be able to transfer it's like why don't you just sign them to a contract where if they don't go to the pros um right away then you have to stay for three years 
Just, you know, that would work really well in college basketball. Well, that's what they do in college that's baseball. That's what they do in college baseball. Just make that happen. Now, football is maybe a little bit different because, um, you know, the it's a three-year rule for the NFL. But especially when it comes to basketball, boy, that three-year rule I think would help a tremendous amount, especially when you see the G League Ignite being a completely viable option. And I don't know what the – if someone knew this answer, especially when you don't have an NCAA strong leadership czar or commissioner, but the, the, the real threat here is is like USC and UCLA just in the middle of the night joining the Big Ten or Texas and Oklahoma just – bolting on all those years of rivalries and traditions and just going or right now the pac-12 seems like it's it's teetering on the verge of collapse and it it's all realignment and and money and i don't know how you i don't know how you get that toothpaste back in the tube but that's the big threat here not the transfer portal well you think also it's possible that tomorrow ohio state and michigan decided uh, you know these background back uh, dealings we've been doing with the SEC. We haven't been told it, told anybody about. You know what? We're going to leave the Big Ten. We're going to go to the SEC, and that's it. That's just going to be. We're going to have a twenty team top conference, and that's it. That I mean, that's uh, Michigan and Ohio State totally have that power. If they wanted to blow up all of college football and just go to the SEC, they could do that. But you're <laughs> you wouldn't think they're going to do that at this point. But that's still a possibility. You just, you don't know what's going to happen, and and the rumors, as as happens when you don't have facts and you have all kinds of people who are floating trial balloons with their own ulterior motives. So there's a lot of there are a lot of lies out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there, and even reporters are being given information that might not be accurate just because people are try to serve their own purpose to get what they want but like i i heard from a, a lady last night who used to live in iowa uh very nice woman by her email her husband now works on the faculty at south carolina he's like hey and she writes to me last night hey everybody here on campus is hearing that uh fsu and clemson are are bolting to the big 10 thursday I mean, it's like all the faculties talking about it. It's 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 just it seems like it's beyond a rumor to me. Do you do you know back there in Iowa is this a thing? And I was like, I no, I I don't know. For that to happen, you'd have to have the other schools vote to blow up the ACC, or Florida State and Clemson would have to do the math on that extreme buyout. But they might be doing the math at this point of well, if we get if we join the Big Ten and we get $60 million a year versus the 30 we're getting now, maybe it's worth it to pay this penalty. I don't think Clemson and FSU are joining the Big Ten this Thursday, but it, would, it wouldn't shock me any more than oh. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC in the middle of the night after, or after the commissioners of the Big Ten and Pac-12 stood up there and announced their alliance only to have USC and UCLA leave. We are still in this mode of kill or be killed. That and right now the yeah. Pac-12 is the wounded gazelle on on the African plains, and it's it's not <laughs> it's not great for them. And I think we ultimately have to ask ourselves this question: What do we actually want from college athletics? 
Because if you can answer that question, that will lead you down the path to to figuring out all the rest of this. If it is that you, the most important thing to you is that your team wins the most, that's going to have a different consequence than I want my team to represent my university and myself in a way that I'm proud of. That's a different path forward as well. It is, but Scott, don't you think we're already to the point where like guys like Andrew, Andrew's a Hawkeye fan, he's learning to roll with these changes. These fans are clearly rolling with the NIL and the, I'm going to buy Swarm Beer, I'm going to buy uh, Ames Lager, I'm going to do whatever I can to help these. But I don't think this is, I don't think this is what the fans would choose. Like, it, it's not good for anybody that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State aren't going to play anymore. Or that, you know, Texas and Texas A&M long time ago stopped playing. Or that these, you know, like West Virginia and Pittsburgh stopped playing. Those rivalries going away. USC and UCLA, the closest opponent is going to be Nebraska. I mean, from those two schools, that that's not good. That's not good for rivalries or good for traveling to games for the average person. I mean, none of this, it, it seems like the fan is getting lost in all this. All the conversations are about one thing and one thing only, money. But I think the fans, we're we're in that conversation. We're accepting it because ultimately what do we care more about? Oklahoma or Oklahoma State playing or our team winning? And people would rather... They're, it, it, that's how simple it is now. It's I'm going to take this extra money because I think this extra money gives us a better chance to actually win. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or right, but that's the consequences. The, fans do have some power. If we if we all banded together, of course, you've heard this before, we could probably uh, stop some of this stuff. If you look at what the EPL did, uh, what when the Super League was coming out, they stopped fans. It. Fans, and stopped that would have been great for uh, Manchester United and Tottenham and Arsenal. That would have been great for their bottom lines, made them better than most of their competition. But the fans were the ones who said, "Absolutely not. We are not doing this." And they started protesting and actually sometimes getting on the field. The fans stood up and said, "No, we want what's best for the game, yep. not necessarily what's best for our squad." We love college football, football period, but we love college football so much that fans last year at the end of the Hawkeye football season, not all of them, but most of them that I heard from was like, we are done with Brian Ferentz running this offense. He, the coach, he should have been changed, should have made a change there. Not going to do it. It's up to the fans to show Kirk Ferentz in Iowa that we've had enough and we're not going to take it anymore. And now the entire season is sold out. <laughs> I mean, if it's not, if it will very be close. by the end of the day. Yeah, they got close. a great quarterback. They got five sellouts. They got two. And how do they get that great quarterback? Largely paying them the money. NIL. So it's just like we're we're not going to teach those lessons that the no. EPL uh, no. taught. All right, when we come back, that was serious. This is not. Oh, Scott tries to identify alternative rock bands. Oh, embarrassment-free. Let's play Guess Who's Birthday on the Murph and Andy Show. Powered by Cellular Advantage. Let's do it, Murph. You're up. Guess Who's Birthday. The loudmouth owner of the Dallas Mavericks. The NBA just fined him $50,000 for trashing the officials. Uh, that's Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. Yeah, you can tell it's kind of an old clip. That's not really his uh, his thing anymore. Yeah, you remember, he was right. this kind of brass, loudmouth... T-shirt-wearing yeah. guy on the sideline. Now he's line. like just a, a businessman. He's like uh, one of the 
Longest tenured owners. Mark Cuban, 63? He is 65, so that's a narrow Ooh. miss. Scott, guess whose birthday? He may be built like an action figure, and he may have laid waste to more actors than TMZ in shows like Game of Thrones, but there was a time when was actually bullied. Growing up a hippie kid in Iowa, spent his fair share of his time, as he says, stuffed in lockers. That's hard to imagine. Yeah, that <laughs> it is. is. Jason Momoa. Sure is. I want to. I want to see the dude that stuffed Jason Momoa into a locker at Norwalk Who's Middle Mark School. Who's Mark Hamrahan? Well, right. he is a big dude. Um, is Jason older than me? I think he is. I'm going to say he is 43. He's 44. So you get the point. Ooh. You take the lead. Scott's Murphy. only lead in the history of birthdays. <laughs> Guess who's birthday? Is one of the most acclaimed filmmakers of our time with hit movies like The Dark Knight trilogy, Dunkirk, and Interstellar. In his new film Oppenheimer, it's being called well his most impressive yet. It- with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Christopher Nolan. It is. Jeez, what a body of work he has. I don't think he's in his 60s yet. I, I think he's relatively young. Uh, Christopher Nolan is 55. He is 53, so that's a narrow miss. Let's and go! Scott, guess whose birthday? And a little bit of chicken fried. Yeah, I wish Andy was here. Yeah, just he to go. No uh, that's yeah. Billy, Bob, <laughs> Jimmy Joe. You could almost guess this one uh, on accident. Zach Brown. Yes. I, I hope, uh, unless it was that other guy. I'm assuming that the guy, the front man of that band, is named Zach Brown. It's not like a Hootie and the Blowfish type no, thing, no, right? No, 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 no. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, um, we'll get, we're, I'll give it to you. Uh, Zach is, that's what I call him. Um, it's Mr. Brown to you. <laughs> Mr. Brown Band is 43. He's 45. It's a miss, but he's still got the win. Suck it, Murph! Congratulations. That's what we call bad sportsmanship. Uh, it is the Murph and Andy show here on uh, 106.3 KXNO. Thank you for being with us or however you're listening via podcast or the stream. Uh, for the first time, the NFL will air a Super Bowl alternate telecast this season. CBS and Nickelodeon are going to team up to offer the slime cast tailored for kids. They, they did this a couple times to much success yeah, and they've fanfare. Done, they've done it. Uh, twice in the playoffs the last couple of years. They're, they also have a Christmas game. The Chiefs and somebody play on Christmas on Nickelodeon uh, this year, and now they're doing the Super Bowl. It, it seems fun. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch this, but like maybe if you're trying to watch it and keep your kids more engaged so they're not running all around the house so you can watch the game, maybe you watch this. I will almost certainly be watching this, yeah. uh, at least to some extent. And my wife and I actually already talked today, and we were like, you know, we should have a Super Bowl party with like kids from the neighborhood. We'll set up one TV with the Nickelodeon cast and then one TV on CBS for the adults. Oh. And maybe, like, my thought is... 
because the last couple of years I've tried to get my kids to watch the Super Bowl, and they'll they'll pay attention to some extent. Um, but this will actually get them to really pay attention. These slime casts have been fun. I've I've kind of enjoyed them. I've just seen the highlights of them, but it, it's a good idea. It's a very good idea. Somehow the NFL has found ways to reach another new audience. I know. They're just too good at this. Wait, we will not stop until there's not a single car on any road in America during the Super Bowl. We're it, tired of people being in restaurants and out of their houses during the Super Bowl. Well, and also, it, I'm going to give the NFL a little credit here. This shows they don't take themselves too seriously. I know point. a lot of times it's the no fun league. But this is a concerted effort to try and strip away a little bit of that facade to make themselves more appealing. Okay, no fun league, yes or no, that the NFL has denied Lions head coach Dan Campbell's request to have a live Lion on the sideline during games. I take back what I just said. The NFL is the no fun league. I can't believe they won't allow a live Lion on the sidelines. I don't understand. See, I what what could go wrong? Do you would you feel bad for the lion at all? Because I I feel like if I'm watching the lions, so many losses. The lions are supposed to be good this year. They were pretty good last (laughs) year. They've been supposed to be good for a long time, Murph. I I can I can hear Jenny telling me like I feel bad for the lion. The lion doesn't want to be on the sideline. Well, when I was at LSU, they have what's called Mike the Tiger. He's an actual tiger. He's got like a. $3 $3 million habitat right on campus. Now it's probably like $20 billion. That right. was over 10 years ago. And we would go out like, and we would do Tai Chi, like our morning warm-ups as an acting class in front of Mike the Tiger. And it would, that, it would be great. And he loved it. That is one of the most hard-to-process sentences ever said on the show. We would go by Mike the Tiger's habitat. Yep. As an acting class, and do Tai Chi to warm up. Yeah, and one of my favorite Tai Chi movements is is called um, Carry Tiger Crouching Tiger no, Hidden it's, Dragon. It's close. It's Carry Tiger Cross Mountain, and uh, so I always really liked doing that. He would watch us sometimes. He had a ball, but anyway, you know, they was, was he on the sideline? Did they bring him? They used to do it like where Mike the Tiger was there as the the visiting team ran out, and they'd have him roar. At the visiting team, but they're not allowed to do that anymore. See, yeah, that I, seems isn't that pretty cool though? It's really cool. And I, those kind like the Ralphie the Buffalo, or the the Longhorn that's at the still at the Texas games. It is really cool, and I don't know how the animal feels. Like some people will say, "Oh, the animal loves it." Those that's the best taken care of steer in all of Texas, and it probably is. I, but I don't know. I don't know. Does Ralphie the Buffalo love to run out on? Do I need to worry about it as I'm eating my steak that night? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to see one. a lion on I the sideline. I think side it's line. always best to try not to project uh, feelings and and try and do be more objective and think: Is this animal safe right now? It is. Yeah, really yeah. safe. And and that's here's and, yeah. here's the problem: is these things are great until they're not, and this is. <laughs> Like, I mean, remember a couple of years ago, the Boomer Sooner wagon fell over in the middle of the field? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned Bevo, and remember him and the, the Georgia Bulldog got into it a couple of years ago, like in the pregame? Bevo like, could have eaten that dog. Yeah, they had trouble, like, restraining this steer because these are wild animals. Um, <laughs> the lion might be just fine on the field 17 weeks a year for 25 years, and the one day it's not... Is the worst idea you've ever had. And and Jack Campbell has to go punch the lion 
But that's the thing. Right he's gonna, you, got, you got he's Dan gonna, and Jack Campbell who can take care of that line if it ever gets the out. kneecaps off the line. You guys don't have to worry. Time for Name That Band. Oh, as God. Scott Sipker, who uh, was at his uh, peak of academia in the 90s, should know all of these popular college-age bands. I hope so. Is it, what years these were are you probably, in college? Uh, 2001 to 2005. Okay, these were your high school years. These should be it should be even more certain if that you know before them. Before Natalie Bruglia is torn, I might struggle. Yeah, that's your line of demarcation. Isn't <laughs> it, it is. All right, here here we go, Scott. Oh, Name God. this okay. band. Song you've absolutely heard probably a hundred times. Great song, great vocalist. Um, <laughs> Spoon um, Man. I'm gonna go with. Uh, you gave me a little clue, so I'm gonna guess that it's Soundgarden. It is Soundgarden. Yeah! Wow. You gave when Chris you gave. Cornell. I was Chris Cornell. Is like okay. I know Chris Cornell is one of the all times, but I don't think I've ever heard that. It song. It worries me you didn't know that right off the bat. Yeah, I never heard that song before. Well, let's in my see life. if it gets better or worse. <laughs> Name this band. God, it's a two-hour show. I, I've never heard of this song in my life. Just like the last you absolutely one, absolutely have. I don't yeah. think I have. I'm going with Stone Temple Pilots. No, it's not Stone Temple Pilots. And <laughs> you're telling me you haven't heard Spoon Man? And you went to high school in the '80s. I went in to high the school. 90s, the, I went to high school. I went to college 01 to 05, and high school was 97. Let's just put this to 01. I'm the exact same age as Scott. Okay. Oh, okay. I've heard these songs a million times each. That was Nine Inch Nails. Oh yeah, Trent Reznor. Like a hole is yeah, the name uh, of Trent song, yeah. Reznor. See, I, I got some trivia up in my head. All right, Scott, name this band. Oh, 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 yes. Uh, ah, Cubs fan, Eddie Vedder. I know that voice. It that. is Eddie Vedder. It is Eddie Vedder. Okay, you you've got two out of three. Thank which, you. considering how lost you sound, is not bad. <laughs> well, that first one I would not have gotten if you didn't give me the clue of a great singer. I R. mean, I. you are yeah you're 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 doing well considering. All right, Scott, name this band. Hey, this is kind of getting me amped up. Man. That's right. good. Yeah, that's right. good music. I have not heard this song either. Yes, you have. I'm I, realizing this was a really good era. I don't. It really was. Um. I'm going to go with uh, Metallica. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. That's not your real answer. That means you don't know what Metallica sounds like. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Okay, Stone Temple Pilots. That's Alice in Chains. (laughs) Alice in Chains. Also, R.I.P. Saw them open for uh, Guns N' Roses. Well, they're not all dead, yeah. He died in the 90s. What's his name? Lane Staley. They had a new lead singer... When I saw them at Ford Field, and he was good. He was good. It's a good band. Yeah. All right, Scott. You're two for two. Okay, so I got it. This next, I've heard one of the four, though. This next song, this next band, determines whether you have a winning record 
We're a losing record. Hope it's Natalie Imbruglia. Okay, it's not, because that would not fit in this in any way. Name this band. I know this song. This is my favorite band of the bunch. This oh. is maybe my favorite 90s rock band. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get this hook. <laughs> ah, crap. Ah, I know this one. Uh, uh, Artie said Soundgarden, didn't I? Yeah, that was the first band. <laughs> that was the first band. <laughs> Although, maybe we put them here twice. Stone the, Temple Pilots. It is Stone Temple yeah! Pilots. Oh! A total I was trying shot to be funny. I was trying to be funny. Oh! A total shot in the dark. Yeah. Yes. That's depressing. Well, as usual, when Scott was trying oh. to be funny, it wasn't funny. Oh, but I feel so in, relieved. In this case, it did lead him to a winning record. He's three oh. and two. Man, you so just what said those Stone come Temple out? Pilots. So I was in high school from 97 to 01. Who's college the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots? Um, Do any of these bands have the same lead singer? Oh, no, 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 no way. Right? No way. No. No? All right, now I'm just okay, whew, seeing good, what you, you know. Tried to trick R.I.P. Scott Weiland as well. Yeah. Man, you didn't put, uh, when, you didn't put Creed on there. We had Pearl Jam. <laughs> Whoa, wow, what an insult. Oh, yeah. Uh, throat. <laughs> did he had to Pearl Jam. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Throwdowns. Let's ride. It's time for Throwdowns on the Murph and Andy Show. Let's throw it down. Murph, Beth Getz officially takes over as Iowa's interim athletic director today. Gary Barta leaves a complicated legacy of on-field and fundraising success mixed with discrimination lawsuits and PR blunders. Great Gary Barta's tenure as Iowa's athletic director. Oh, boy, this is difficult because of the era he was in and his his two main accomplishments, I think, are probably facilities, upgrades, and fundraising, though I feel like he just rode the wave of all those media rights and this river of cash that flowed into the University of Iowa. So I'm not saying he had nothing to do with it, but I feel like most any AD in that position would also have raised a lot of money. Maybe he raised more than most. And then the other thing is he kept he kept his big-name coaches happy and kept them there. Ference, Bluter, Brands, those all end up being good hires. Licklider was a, a bad hire. He did fire him. McCaffrey has been mixed. Um, and Rick Heller was a was a, a really good hire. So those are the successes, but this is all seriously outweighed by the $11 million in settled discrimination lawsuits and four of them. So that, whether all should not come down on him. He is the head of that department. So I I, I put it at like a C. I'll say it's a, a C. I, I think the, the number one thing he's going to be remembered for is all those settled lawsuits. I, I think Gary was probably more respected within the circles of 80s across the country than he was by this fan base, or, or really any fan base. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see what Beth does. Um, with his position, I think 
I have no inside information, but uh, I think it's pretty clear that she's going to end up getting the full-time job. And I've had the, the pleasure of meeting her and, and talking to her, and she is absolutely an impressive person just to be in the presence of. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does at the helm. And all those who know her expect that interim tag to be taken off early next year. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you talk to her for just apparent. a couple minutes, you're like, oh, this is a very serious person who is very sharp, savvy, uh, and, and should be able... I get the impression, of course, just a short amount of time, maybe 15 minutes with her, but I get the impression uh, that she will be a successful fundraiser and a shrewd a business person, which you need to be mm-hmm. in the athletic Very department, much so. but also has like an emotional uh, understanding of, of what it means to be a student athlete. Well said, Scott. Do you want to answer the question or no? Oh, sorry. Do, um, <laughs> my bad. Um, how would you I know, judge? This is a game we, we do every oh, day called crap. Throwdowns. I thought we were at Trending where, Iowa. Uh, where um, I, I pose a question oh, to each of God. you, and then you quickly What's the grade, answer Scott? the question, and then, and then we move on to the next thing. My... I, this is my first time on the show, so uh, I'm going to give sh- him. I should have explained it to you a little better. I'm going to give him a. Uh, did you give him a grade? A C. I'll give him a C too. Thanks for listening, Scott. Jeez, <laughs> I was listening. I didn't hear that part. I feel drunk. You didn't hear the part that Merce's entire answer. I heard his whole answer. I didn't hear his letter. Um, Scott, baseball's trade deadline is just a couple hours away. I'm about to ask you a question. I'm okay. going to want an answer for. <laughs> Justin Verlander headed back to Houston and the Astros is the latest deal. Scott, which sport has the most interesting trade deadline? The basketball one. Yeah, the NBA. Because that one has, seems to have the most direct impact. There, I answered your question. Keith? I, I, I think it's baseball. This might be nostalgic to me, too. Just It's one of those things you know when the trade deadline's coming. We ju- we're just learning now. I think Jeff Passan was the first to report. Justin Verlander is going back to the Astros. So, big movement like that can really swing how you feel about what's coming in, in, the, in the next few months. Murph, would you rather have hiccups, like always have hiccups, okay. permanent hiccups, or a permanent headache? I, I'm close to having a permanent headache just from my neck injury and, and, and back injuries. So, I have a headache a lot, and I've learned to manage that. I have 30 seconds of hiccups, and I'm pondering whether I want to continue with life. I mean, hiccups are awful. When I read that that person, I think Bo Jackson yeah. had hiccups for months. Like a year. Like I, the anticipation of the next one is like torture. So easily a headache. I think I'm going to go with the hiccups because, man, I've seen headaches like take people out. I've never seen somebody miss work because of hiccups. We have a controversy on the, the show today. We Scott's, do? We do. Um, it was first brought to my uh, attention by uh, uh, Gilly Holling. Scott got three out of the five 90s alternative rock bands right, which gave him a winning record, which he celebrated enthusiastically. Like the entire commercial break. Yeah, he was dancing around the studio. However, Gilly has said that number three, mm-hmm. Scott actually did not get the name of the rock band, and we may have missed this. So, AD, you've gone back to the digital recording yes. and can replay that moment. <laughs> yeah, check it out. All right, Scott, name this band. Oh, 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 yes. 
Coach Sam, Eddie Vedder. I know that voice. It that, is Eddie Vedder. It is Eddie Vedder. Okay, you you got two out of three. Thank no, you. considering uh, how lost yeah, you sound that's, is not bad. That's not Eddie Vedder. I should have caught that in the moment. I was just so happy that Scott said Eddie Vedder. Yeah, I was, the I name was of the that same. band is not Eddie Vedder. No, it is not. Solo artist Eddie Vedder. That's Pearl Jam. Yeah, the Scott, you got, of the band is. Yeah, two out of five. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. You were the judge. It's like even Andrew if I was the judge, if I was, I was out at first and you called me safe, your word stands. I still won. We've gone to the audio replay, just like the umpires would. Did you? Would you have known that Eddie Vedder was the lead singer of? Pearl I would Jam. have gotten to that one. I would have. I promise. <laughs> I would have gotten to that yeah, one. Still, I sometimes take a call. Them with away. another one. All right, we're gonna let's let's put this to a vote. Did did Scott uh, get three out of five or two out I'll of five? I'll put up a quickie poll. All right, we'll do that. And trending Iowa coming up next. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.